Hey, before we begin, I want to talk about Race Tech Pulp 21 to save. So if you've been needing some motor work, need some suspension work, need the suspension dialed in for you, or need the motor modified, the guys at Race Tech can uh, make sure that uh, the work is done right. And Alex Ray and those guys on that team, SGB Maxis Kawasaki, they use Race Tech. Mookie won a Supercross using Race Tech suspension up in Montreal at one point. They've been around forever. You know the name. You know the, the game that those guys do. They do great work. And if you're on the fence for getting that suspension oil changed, I mean, look, just get it changed. Show your bike some love. The guys at Race Tech can dial you in. Pulp 21 is a code to save. So if you call down there and you go on their website, which is super informative, tells you the spring rates that you need and everything, mention Pulp MX and get the discount from the folks at Race Tech. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, Facts and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, presented by the folks at Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com. It's Dennis Hawthorne, Arena Cross champion. And uh, man, when you look at his results in the vault, he has a lot of top 10s and a lot of top 20s and uh, was a good national rider uh, for a long, long time. So looking forward to talking to him and getting uh, the scoop on what he's been going on and everything else. So he's been Kawasaki guy forever. Uh, Fly Racing, the 2021 line is expanded and deeper more than ever. All new light pant, the Zone Pro goggle and the Formula helmet with Rion technology. The guys at Fly Racing are continuing to do a great job to uh, innovate and elevate the sport. Osborne, of course, wearing Fly Racing, uh, that Brayton guy wearing Fly Racing and uh, and much more, guys. Savachi, Bogle. So flyracing.com, I don't know if you've had experiences with fly racing if you're listening to this um but man if you you know if you wore fly way back on the jt days and uh jason thomas days and uh maybe you went down and pressed or whatever give them a try again uh, absolutely top-notch stuff so thanks to the folks at fly racing uh the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969 rental has become notorious for a relentless obsession of detail and quality through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today the fat bar 36 is the latest innovation from the folks at rental they still have the seven eights bar got the twin wall bar they got the original fat bar and you'll see them on the factory bikes of honda and kawasaki of course over the years and many other guys rental.com for more information they got chains they got grips they got sprockets they've uh, got a lot of things on their website so please check it out i use the mountain bike stuff too i got the stems the oversized 35 millimeter stem with the bar I've got an aluminum bar. I've got a carbon bar. So, yeah, Renthal.com. They've uh, got a lot of great stuff there. You know their name over the years, of course. Maxxis Tires, UTV Tires, Dirt Bike Tires, Mountain Bike Tires, Light Truck Tires, Trailer Tires. Maxxis.com's uh, got everything you need, all the things you need for rubber. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Jeremy McGrath, of course, the king of Supercross. He uses Maxxis. 
Also want to thank the folks at Cobo Links. It's been 25 years since Cobo Links lowered the first motorcycle. They're based in Boise. Uh, today, they got their, their lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. If you're a shorter stature guy, this thing is going to help you a ton. Uh, like the first link, each one is still CNC in Idaho for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. You can increase the plushness, improve cornering, gain confidence by having a lower center of gravity, right? We all know that. Cobolinks.com, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Get 15% off any link and free U.S. shipping by using the code PulpMX, built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. You can get Cobolinks at motorsport.com. You can get fly racing at motorsport.com. You can get rental at motorsport.com. You can get Maxis at motorsport.com. So, yeah, myself, Ryan Villapoto. Filthy Phil Nicoletti, motorsport.com, athletes. And if you use the banner on pulpamex.com and go through there, you can uh, you know, get some great prices and get some great savings. And, uh, there's a lot of specials on there for Pulpamex show sponsors as well. So uh, I just had to return some stuff to Motorsport for the Project 500. It couldn't have been any easier. It couldn't have been any better. Uh, they put me in a label and uh, everything else. So the customer service is fantastic. The prices are great. And uh, please, uh, give them a chance. Uh, if you're going to go online, for uh, parts and accessories, OEM parts or accessories, go to motorsport.com, and uh, I'd really appreciate that. So uh, thanks for listening. Dennis Hawthorne coming right up here. And also, after Hawthorne, we got Jeff Stanton. Uh, six time, of course, is uh, starting a new adventure touring company there in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula and Lower Peninsula. You can choose your days. You can do whatever you want um, and ride with six time, man. And uh, as I tell him in the podcast, I would just pump him with questions about JMB and, uh, and Bradshaw and maybe even Dennis Hawthorne. So uh, I talked to Six Time at the end of this thing, so stick around for that. Uh, a short little podcast about what he's doing, and uh, please give him some business. I think it's uh, it'll be really cool, and um, man, just to ride with Stanton around in beautiful Michigan would be pretty cool. I've ridden there, and it's been it's been awesome. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. appreciate it. Enjoy the podcast. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by the folks at Maxis, Renthal, Cobolinks, and Motorsport.com, a multi-time arena cross champion, Top 10 national rider, a Kawasaki lifer. It's Dennis Hawthorne. What's up, man? How are you? Right on. Hi, Steve. Doing well. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for doing appreciate this. Your- uh, yeah, I appreciate doing this. You, uh, you're you a what, what are, district sales guy for Cowie now up there in Texas? Yeah, district, yeah, district sales manager uh, based in Oklahoma City area. I cover all of Oklahoma, two-thirds of Kansas, some counties in Arkansas, and the Panhandle of Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um that's a big job. Lots of lots of travel time, lots of windshield time, or is it not so much? Well, the, under the circumstances with this uh, CDC guidelines, uh, site guidelines and such, uh, we're back basically on hold till after the end yep. of March. And so, you know, there for a while we were doing it, and then they put us. One of our guys got it, and they put us on hold and said, "Just uh, hang, you know, do it by phone or Zoom, whatever you need to do." And uh, so we've been we've been trying to um, keep it. Within reason, you know, and uh, yeah. follow, follow the guidelines. Uh, but generally speaking, are you on the road a lot if it wasn't COVID times? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it requires a lot of windshield time. I, I, you know, Amarillo is my farthest trek out there Okay, uh, from Oklahoma City. And then, uh, uh, then the Arkansas, I go up to Rogers, Bentonville, Fayetteville area and and uh, cover that Arizona there. And then I go yep. up to Topeka, Topeka, and all the way across to Garden City, Kansas. Nice. Uh, were you a sales rep before then? Were you a Team Green guy for a while, too? I, you've had a lot of jobs with Cowie over the years. Well, I mean, I, it, 1984 is when I signed my first uh, Team Green mm-hmm. contract to, to ride Kawasaki's exclusively. So yeah. I've been with Kawasaki brand ever since 84, right. of 84. Right. Okay, so... Uh, 
in 96, um, I was hired as a team green field technician. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, when, um, Ron Heaven was taken over for Mark Johnson mm-hmm. and, and, uh, when they both called me, it, it was, I was to build bikes for Ty Davis to defend his 95 national enduro championship. Okay. So, so in December 94, they hired, oh, excuse me, in December of 95, they hired me to do, uh, uh, to, to be a team great team green field technician based out of the sales office in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. And so I spent uh, five years doing that, mm-hmm. and uh, and then got a good report going with uh, the regional sales manager that was based out of that same office, mm-hmm. and and um, you know he uh, gave me a DM job, but the the caveat to that was that I had to pull my deep Texas roots up and move all the way to Janesville, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Spent, what was I spent the- five months. What was there? Like, that was where Cowie, like there was a, a branch there. Well, the, there was a, dis- a district open. A district was open, which was um, Northern Illinois, oh, minus okay. the Chicago area. Yeah, minus yeah. the Chicago area. Oh, okay, course. minus. <laughs> I, it was minus the Chicago area, of course. Yeah, I had, I had Southern Wisconsin and Northern Illinois, and and, and a little bit of the Quad Cities over in Iowa. Okay, and uh, so uh, that uh, was my uh, introduction to district sales management. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was quite a culture shock moving from Texas yeah. to Wisconsin, as you can tell, yeah. as you well know. And, and at any rate, it was uh, that's how I got uh, into the sales aspect of it. What a unique uh, perspective you have of the company and of the industry itself. First, as a pro racer, you know, and a very fast one and a guy that just wanted to get free bikes and parts from everybody. And then you go into uh, the team green thing where you're now slinging wrenches, helping a guy. And then you go into sales where, you know, you're now you're dealing with the public and guys like yourself, uh, back in the mid eighties are, are used as a marketing vehicle to sell motorcycles that you are out there now selling. Like, and now you're dealing with, you know, you manage reps in the area as the manager. Um, God, Dennis, you, you've, uh, got quite a range of, uh, of a look of in the industry. That's pretty cool. Well, I've I've certainly been a fan of of uh, racing for all the all those years too. Of course, mm-hmm. I like and uh, I started hanging out at the motorcycle shop in my hometown of Louisville, Texas, where I grew up. And and so uh, Andy, the guy that owned the shop, uh, said, "If you're going to show up here every day, I might as well put you to work." So he showed <laughs> me how to do. Uh, he showed me the ins and outs of working on bikes. Yeah, and and. Uh, and and of course running the, running the store and so uh, I worked at various dealerships throughout. Okay, um, throughout the um, uh, time there in Louisville, I worked at various dealerships and yep. did a variety of other things. And uh, so yes, I had had uh, some unique experiences yeah. with uh, working within dealerships and then calling on dealerships. And of course, with um, management throughout uh, the industry right. uh, of uh, Kawasaki Motors Corporation. So it's a, it's a, um, I feel very fortunate that I've landed the gig that I have, and I, 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 I uh, just celebrated my 25th anniversary. Actually, two twenty six ninety six was my hire date. So oh yeah, last Friday, last Friday was my 25th anniversary. With the company. Yeah, no, 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 no. You were winning arena cross titles for these guys. Wait, my my anniversary for you goes back to 1984. I don't care what they say. <laughs> That's your true Kawasaki anniversary. They should build a yeah. they should build a Hawthorne statue somewhere. Um, there's there's yeah. there's Barry Carson Barry Carson for Suzuki and Dennis Hawthorne for Kawasaki. There we go. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's no, that's really cool. And I guess I'm tight with the Yamaha guys and, you know, all the TTRs, all the two strokes, the side by sides, just, you know, the pandemic has been terrible for many people and many families and lots of people have lost their jobs and all of that. But the power sports industry, at least, you know, from people I talk to is just raging. And I'm sure you find the same thing with Kawasaki. It, well, it, it is certainly the silver lining of a very uh, dire set of circumstances. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, but uh, we we um, have experienced a, a, a monstrous sales growth, of course. Um, and, you know, now the problem is trying to provide product. Mm-hmm. The stuff's just not being built fast enough to deliver it quick enough. And and uh, we're, we're, we're doing the best we can with what we've got to work with. You know, you, when, you, when you rely on uh, outside vendors to provide yep. – uh, other products, it's difficult to, to keep them all rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're doing the best we can with what we've got to work with, and we're, we're inventory levels will start growing here soon. I know March is this month is looking good on getting some deliveries out. We're starting right. to see our our good selling machines like the Ranch Edition Pro Series Mule. Uh, that's that's our top selling uh, mule, and uh, it's smooth riding and uh, have you know fast running smooth riding. Right. And uh, so that's starting to hit dealerships now, and, those, and that that models are. So we're trying to get caught up, and then, you know, obviously, uh, KLX has come from Thailand, mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, getting stuff out of there was a challenge at some at one point, yeah. and uh, still presents some. So you know, it's one stumbling block after the next it's when it comes to bringing inventory in. But uh, we're uh, the, but the the cool thing about Cowie is we keep building new new brand new models and new models right uh, so we we're uh, we're um trying to let the good times roll with what we've got to work with <laughs> there's a new uh utv i think i saw did jeremy uh, have that or something so that's that's a cool for you guys and let's not forget everybody the mule the original utv that was a cowie invention that mule thing that's back right. in the day that's right <laughs> um no it's uh it's a cool it's it's awesome to see do you get many people Nowadays, uh, just you know, uh, you cold call a dealership, or you got a warranty issue, or you got a sales issue. Do you get people who are like, "Hey, did you used to race? Are you the Dennis Hawthorne? Do you still get that?" Well, well, it, it's it's getting less and less. I'm, <laughs> I'm 57, 57 yep. years old now, but right. there are some guys that, that remember me, but there's not a lot. Right. Left. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it seems like the old calendar just splits faster and faster these yeah. days, without a doubt. But, but uh, you know, uh, my son Kevin, he's uh, he's a '92 model, so he's <laughs> he, he's closing in on thirty. And, and uh, he's, anyway, it was kind of funny. I was down in the uh, in the Metroplex area a year or so ago, and I walked into a dealership. And they go, "Hey, aren't you Kevin Hawthorne's dad?" So uh, I see it went from it went from <laughs> that. To, oh yeah, from being recognized, like you said, to that. Right. So yes. Right. It, 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 it does in some circumstances, yes, but not not often. How many Kawasaki parts and motorcycles do you have in your garage? Are you a pack well, rat? Like, a, if I asked you for like an '88 uh, clutch lever, could you could you pull one out? Oh Lord, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, but you know, it's like a moving around like as a gypsy, basically. Okay. I mean, went from from Louisville to Wisconsin, then here to Oklahoma. Uh, so, uh, I I mean. It's it's difficult uh, to, to I mean the the only motocross bike I have in my garage is an 04 two stroke KX two fifty okay yeah and it's it's real clean and uh, runs good and I enjoy riding it you really got to work to make a two stroke yeah yeah uh, and so it's quite easy on a four stroke just twist the grip and then jump a house right and, and, <laughs> and 
Uh, so it, it's it's. But I enjoy riding the 450s, no doubt about it. And mm-hmm. I'd like to get a new one, but uh, it's hard to justify uh, the expense of one of those because I, I like to go boating these days. Right, right. I just picture you with all these old parts and wheels and everything else from your oh, racing yeah, I days. Wish, man. Yeah, I, I could have used them. That's for sure. But yeah, no, I, I don't have a lot. I got a little, but not a lot. So I was going to ask you if you still rode a little bit. So it does sound like you get out and ride here and there. I do get a fix occasionally. I, yeah. I, I just I go play riding, basically. And, and and sometimes I go down to Texas for some Texas Vintage Racing Club stuff. Mm-hmm. And then and then the, the, the last time I rode my KX was actually September of uh, last year. Oh, so it's okay. been too long. Yeah. I'm due for a fix again. But but uh, the um, last time I had uh, any, went across the start line was uh, Trampus Parker host the ARMA event okay. over there. Okay, yeah. And Henrietta, Oklahoma, and a cool, cool track. And we did a buddy race, and so it was a three-man buddy race. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. You do, you do two, two laps, come back up behind the start, yeah, the start line. It's a rubber band, so there's no gate, so you just yeah. come back up the same start, and, and take the armband off. New guy gets it and goes. There he goes, does his lap. So okay, it, it was a lot of fun. And so that was the last uh, thing I did. But I had, I had a great time doing it. What'd you ride? Um, for that well it, it was a green xr 200 okay all right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was that was your option you could ride a yz 100 or an XR200. yeah yeah um yeah this i was going to save this question for the end of the podcast but i can ask it to you now what you've you've ridden all these kawasaki's right you rode the modern four strokes you got that old 4250 you rode all through the 80s and 90s what one or two kx models blew you away really impressed you you still have fond memories of of it do you have a couple of models uh, well, that you just I'd loved? I have to say, probably the the, the, the most stable and, and uh, the bike that I turned the best results in on was the 89KX250. Yep. You know, at that point, we had 46-millimeter front forks on them, but they were conventional forks. Yeah, conventionals, yeah. And then in 90, when they switched to the perimeter frame, those fork legs, I think with the 41s, I know they weren't 43s, mm-hmm. I think they were 41s, which flexed a bit. And, yep. and so that was a big difference. And... Uh, you know the the uh, the um, eighty nine two fifty was really good, and I've seen them progress. You know, from I yep. got on an eighty four, and they just moved along and moved along and moved along. And then this this latest run of, of four strokes is impressive as all get out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty good. The new the four fifty was revamped a couple of years ago, right? Um, yeah, how, yeah. And how about too like for Cowie? You just never see this anymore. Like eighty seven KX two fifty skinny. You know, one, a separate all-new bike in 87 from 86. Then they flip to an all-new bike in 88, uh, fatter, different motor, different suspension. Then they flip the 89s, kind of a warmed-over version. And then 90, boom, perimeter frame, all-new bike again. In, like, four years, you had three brand-new models, three R&D things coming from the pipeline at Cowie. Crazy. Yeah, but, but yeah, right. But then then, then they started running, getting long and tooth with the with the, uh, with the 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 models the the L series which was the 99 to uh till they went to the M the yeah. M series is the 03 and the 04 yep. the L series went 02 back to 99 so it had a long run the K series went 5 years and then then before that it went a little too long as well yeah uh, but but they they they're on the ball these days as far as uh, but you're right they 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 try to make stuff better and better yeah. each time and improve on it sometimes they can't now one area that needs addressing for us, obviously, is the KX65 and the 85 and 100. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. Yep. It's been too long since those have been updated. Uh, so we're we're still um, we're still 
uh, it's like pulling teeth to get upgrades on those, but we're we're working on it. Right, right. Yeah, that's a that's an important segment for sure nowadays, especially like with KTM and Yamaha putting out new models, right? Um, recently, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, our '65 is good a good transition from an automatic to a shifter. Right. Uh, but as far as lining up against uh, uh, the rainbows, it ain't gonna work. Right. Now, looking at Racer X Vault, going back in the time machine, it says you rode an '83 at Lake Whitney on a Husky. Is that true? You were you were that not- is correct. I so- mean, I spent I spent um, eighty two and eighty three on Husqvarna's. Okay, all right. And at that point, at that point, they were becoming obsolete. As yeah, you know, because yeah. the 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 Japanese products were getting better and better and better. Those are still dual shocked, I think, back then. They were twin shocked. Yeah. And I remember I, I remember Husky hosting a a, 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 a seminar. There were not no webinars back then. They were hosting a <laughs> seminar for us, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, they were trying to convince us how two shocks were better than one because they cooled better. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at any rate, yes, I did. Uh, um, and, you know, it. it um, the funny thing about that 83 Whitney race on the Husky, I remember it was hot and hot yeah. and nasty. And, and uh, hell, I didn't have sense. I was I was young and dumb, didn't have sense enough to know what I was doing and uh, didn't, didn't get the results I should have had, particularly I, Whitney because Whitney – um, I started going there in the mid seventies and, and then I hate to see it go away, but mm-hmm. I certainly had some good rides at Lake Whitney, but just not at the right time. Um, so how did you end up in Texas ending up on a Husqvarna in the first place? Did you go to Ponca? Were you an amateur Husky rider, like a Ponca and, and all that growing well, up? I, I told you that, um, Andy Anderson, uh, that owned DJ cycles named after his, his, uh, daughter Don and his son Jimmy mm-hmm. uh, so uh, the, anyway he sold out to TC Carter and TC had Carter's Yamaha okay and when TC when TC bought the store in Louisville he added Husqvarna Can-Am and BMW oh boy okay yep. so I first I started on the canned hams I remember <laughs> I remember going to going to TC and 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 telling him give me a bike I'll pay you back for my winnings <laughs> yeah, yeah. there ain't no winnings when no winnings back then to pay for nothing but your entry fee you yeah. barely do that yeah <laughs> and uh, at, at any rate so I ended up getting the bike but uh, uh, I didn't find out till years later that Andy bought that bike for me which was kind of cool uh, uh, so uh, so he, he I studied Can Ams and then um, in eighty one. This guy, Ed Terrell, that owned a body shop in Allen, which is about 30 miles from, from Wyland, Louisville, mm-hmm. let me ride this 81YZ. So I started winning, beating the guy. Kirk Spencer was one of the fastest guys around Texas at the time. And so I started beating Kirk on that Yamaha. And then I let this slick-talking weasel named Rick Thomas, that was the Husky sales rep uh-huh. that was coming to Louisville, talk me into riding those damn Huskies. Oh, okay. And then guys <laughs> with less talent were beating me just because they had more horsepower. Yeah. But so it yeah, was, uh, they weren't great, no. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah. Andy Stacy rode him, I think, back then too. Andy, Andy he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember riding with Andy and and uh, and uh, Alan King, uh, but they were together later in Tough. But yeah. but as far as uh, Husqvarna, Mike Byer was was also part of the deal. I remember uh, Blackwell and Byer came to Lake Whitney to do a school, and they had me down there with them too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, was, was, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They 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 weren't good. Now. Um, Growing up, did your dad race? Did he get you? How'd you get into dirt bike racing itself? Um, the, it was it was uh, in Louisville. There's a street called Surf Street, which parallels 35. It's about a mile and a half from Interstate 35, and there was a pasture behind us that was va- that was open, 
the cornfield between the, the highway 1171 and and the pasture so it was kind of cool we could ride it right out of our back gate and go riding in the field out there we had track laid out and stuff but the whole neighborhood rode and and then so uh uh some uh, our house was the last house on that block and then on the north end of the block on the just north of us there was an apartment complex and so uh the manager of the apartment was right next to us their their, their lodging was and their son jerry he he rode mm-hmm. raced and then David, that lived on the other side, worked at a body shop, Huffines Body Shop, and um, he had a CR and he painted it up to look like Marty Smith's bike. It was oh, awesome, cool. yeah, yeah. Bike ever red, you know, when they yeah. come silver. But anyway, anyway, um, he got us into racing, and so the, my dad he didn't ride though. Uh, he, you know, he he did um, um, help us get started. Yeah. Uh, but then you know we started racing in '75, and then about. I think it was the summer of 77, he bailed on us, and away he went. And so there there was uh, my uh, um, mother uh, pick up the pieces, and she did. And then mm-hmm. with the help of Andy, Andy and TC and all those guys, I was able to keep racing. And uh, then uh, um, as far as uh, as how that's how I got involved. I mean, those okay. those yeah. guys in the neighborhood, everybody in the neighborhood raced. It was, right. it was cool. And then when you go down halfway down the block, and there was – three guys down there that had bikes too so yeah. it was uh, it was it was cool um growing up where we did and and Louisville was basically where i spent all my time in different areas of Louisville and then if you if you go west of there and a little bit south there's a place called Marshall Creek Park it's on the west shore of Grapevine Lake when and you'll fly over Grapevine Lake if you're coming into DFW Mm-hmm. basically a lot of times uh uh but on that 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 was where i got most of my practice in uh that was my basically my practice area and before that though where we all go in the early years was uh we call it the spillway it was at the at the floodgates on lake Louisville. it's behind the dam on lake Louisville. Mm-hmm. it was good dirt and, and whoops there's natural whoops real whoops not not stadium whoops but real whoops yeah. <laughs> and and uh and so you got a good sense of how to how to handle rough terrain that's how uh it went well for me for Whit- at lake whitney right and uh, anyway so yeah that that's uh that's basically how it all started uh, Co- david coxie is the uh, is the guy that that uh, convinced the parents to get us on the racetrack right that's cool and so yeah so there was march of 75 on my xr 75 and lace-up boots and blue jeans <laughs> and, a, and a football jersey uh, races racing my first race up there in Denton Valley. It was called. At some point, are you? I mean, and f- forgive my lack of Texas geography. I'm just a Canadian kid. Were you going to like Rio Bravo to watch? Were you following Steve Wise? Were you? Did you? Did you have ambitions oh. to be a pro? Like, were you like, hey, I can be like one of those guys? Oh well, shoot, dude, that that was the goal is okay. to, to yeah, make yeah. it as make it as a racer or to get it. Or to to land a land a job as a test rider, basically. Something right, yeah. Which which is kind of funny when I guess it was in seventh or eighth grade. You had this career education class, and that's what I put on there. I wanted to be a test rider for a manufacturer. No, oh, really? Actually, oh, cool. Suzuki's, I wrote Suzuki's there, so I put down Suzuki's. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was that was kind of um, kind of ironic, and um, and 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 so we had um, um, the um, DMDO. Um, football was going on then too. Yep. So I know when my old man, I was, I was on some good football teams, okay. and I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it and played good at it. I was strong safety, uh-huh. and uh, we, I mean, 
that we all, I mean, on my, the last year I played seventh grade, that was, that's, that summer's when my old man bailed on us after seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, he was, and, that was it. And, and, and uh, so that put it into the football. And so that's when I started riding my bicycle up to Andy's shop every day after school. Right. I stomped, stomped the bike up there, and that's what got us, got the motorcycle deal started. But, um, Oh, so well, what is sorry. what, what is track there? No, that's fine. Uh, this is what this no no time limit on these podcast things. Um, what does Team Green see in you in '84? Like, what are you? Why? What are you doing well to get off the Huskies and get a Team Green deal in '84? Okay, so there was this there was this guy named uh, Roger Hagen. Okay. Uh, people called him Sarge. Well, uh, Scott Davis was a young man. that was his stepson that rode for him. Well, he had a heart condition and, and passed away. And so Roger would come up to me on the line. Uh, I'd be on the line, the gates, the guys out there with the card. And Roger said, you got to get off him, Huskies. Them Huskies are too slow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember grabbing him by his shirt, pulling up against him. And he says, if you want me to get off these daggum Huskies, buy me a fucking Yamaha or get the hell away from me. The gate's about to jump. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he he worked at a deal with uh, um, um, Noel's Yamaha and uh, – Got a 125 from them, but he he I was riding Scott's old 250, so I started winning again, and and uh, we we our first race together was in Burns Park, Little Rock, Arkansas. It's the north part of Arkansas. They have a, a deal called Somerset. Mm-hmm. At the end of every Labor Day every Labor Day weekend, uh, they would they would be motocross a part of all the other city festivals that was going on, and and uh, so uh, that was our first race. And then remember they had this. Uh, uh, double jump that wasn't supposed to be a double jump, and so I was the first guy to start jumping that, and and so uh, Rogers all fired up, and then we go do the Florida winners. That was in September, so mm-hmm. we go do the Florida winners, Florida winter series, and and uh, I tell Roger we're at Gatorback, and I tell Roger I said the the shock seems a little soft as bottom and too much, too mm-hmm. much, and he gets in and just runs the preload. Uh, and, and so naturally, there I go over the bars out of the gator pit, <laughs> and, and lawn dart head first, and then. Uh, um, and it, so when it, when it got to Lake Whitney for the uh, GNC finals, yep. Um, so for that was '84. So I was riding. Bill knows how to knows. Let me ride his YZ125, mm-hmm. and I borrowed and I borrowed an '83 250. So both of those were uh, uh, non-current '83s. I was riding '84 stuff, and and. Uh, Managed to go fast enough on those to impress Dick McCarthy, who owned the Auto Europe Leasing Company okay. in, in Irving, Texas. And and uh, Dick came to me and asked me why I was riding old stuff, and I told him the situation. And he says, "Come by, let's work out a deal." Mm-hmm. So I, I'll go to his house, and and uh, we worked out a deal where where he would cover everything, give me the bikes and parts and entries, and um, we would split the earnings sixty forty. Okay. I'd get 60, he'd get 40. And uh, so we did that. Um, he, he bought new KXs. And, and then I, I, uh, and we started our deal with the, with the uh, GNC Texas Series. Mm-hmm. GNC is, is Jerry Serber's Grand National Championship Motocross. Yeah. is what GNC stands for. Okay, so uh, we started that series, that Texas Series, and I won the 250 class in it and beat Kirk Spencer. And, and, uh, and of course the rest of the guys. And, but at any rate, um, so F, so Ka- uh, Team Green gave me a. This was in Ponca when they were bringing pre-production bikes in, but they gave me a new '84 to ride. But okay. the, the, you know, their favorites got the '85s pre-productions, and I wasn't one of them. And of mm-hmm. course, the damn rod goes out on the 252 <laughs> during that 
during that race. So that didn't vote. That didn't set well. But they they hooked me up, and that's basically Arena Cross started the that year, the end of '85. So oh, okay. 80, yep. So I got a team green ride for '85, and then so to the uh, and I won the Texas Series Championship again that that year, and then the Arena Cross Series started. So I started to this '86 is my consider my first. Uh, championship in arena cross so 86 through 90 i was champion but the 86 uh was the start of 85 86 yeah. series was the start of it so i won the championship in both classes that year then i won the championship in the arena cross in both classes the next year then the third year my kid realized well shit i don't have to pay this guy twice we'll just combine them yeah. so then they started being combined so the 250 and the 125 got combined from there on out yeah and and then what the another touch of irony in 91 i actually won the 125 class but missed overall by a few points. Oh, okay. Points. And 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 uh, so uh, then so uh, I went too far with the cross. So we go we go back to eighty five. So 80, 85, 80, 86, My kid started doing motocross races too. Okay. And then uh, I know Cooper came to some. Dennis Daft was he was a fast Oklahoma to come down for him mm-hmm. too. And the, so there was a, a variety of talent in Texas. Too. You got Clay Hornshell and Terry Tinney mm-hmm. and a, a, a bunch of fast guys down there. Storbeck around at this point, well, or is he is he? The Storbeck is South Texas, and it, it, between North and South Texas, there wasn't much interaction. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I didn't know I did, I did, I did uh, face off with uh, Storbeck a few times, for sure. Right. We've had, we had, we've had some great races, know that about it. I remember, I remember being at an arena cross in the late 80s, and uh, – it was in Mesquite, Texas, actually, and uh, uh, a Storbeck beat me in one moto, and I was uh, I was in the pits, and I was I was uh, <laughs> a, a little angry about it. And Lucky Nichols, Lucky Nichols uh, he, of LCS Racing, yeah. he 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 uh, he got he got in my face and and and, and uh, suggested I man up and kick his freaking ass, and and so I managed to do that. Nice, nice, <laughs> good job. Um, and, and, so, so uh, the whole time it, you're it, doing this support from Cowie, are, is part of your deal, hey, we want you to race these arena crosses? I mean, obviously, financially, they were good for you, but was that part of the deal for Team Green? Like, we need you to keep racing yeah, these arena crosses? Yeah, it, it helped me get, it helped me get uh, more bikes and more part, parts okay. money by doing the arena cross, obviously. Obviously, that was in my agreement, is to ride the, the Texas Series mm-hmm. and the arena cross. Okay. And then, and then select nationals, of course, that I wanted to do. Uh, not what they, they wouldn't tell me what to do but on the nationals. I could, I could you can do whatever. Them. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things that stung a little bit for me was in 1989, I got, I got uh, 10th in the 250 national championship series and, uh, and, and, uh, called Mark Johnson mm-hmm. and, uh, and was quite proud of it. And he told me he didn't give a fuck if I ever rode a national again. <laughs> I'll, I'll want you for the arena cross and, and, and Texas and, and the Texas finals. races. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the GNC finals were always held at Lake Whitney, and then ultimately, when Jerry lost Whitney, he moved it to Mosier Valley, and then it ran its course at Mosier. And well, it ran its course at Oak Hill when it went yeah. from Mosier to Oak Hill. Mark Johnson's uh, like, we got, do we got Jeff Ward and Ron Lachine for the that series? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got that. We pay those guys for it. And then so so get this, Steve. So I so it make, and then too the worst part about it, MXA basically was your only publication. Right. There was Dirt Rider, but they they didn't focus on motocross like MXA did. Uh, so. MXA covers the top nine in the series. I get 10th, and, and the, so being from Texas, you get no recognition anyway. So yeah, I didn't yeah. get then either. So that kind of stung a little bit. Right. So 1990, Gatorback. I'm going to show them. But then you got to keep in mind that they went from 46 millimeter forks, conventional, yeah. and to the to the inverted 41s. Not even I don't even think there were 43s. Uh, so uh, 
and the thing rode like a stink bug. Anyway, so um, you know, but the engine was fast as shit. Yeah, and so the thing would haul, and so I, there, there's actually a, a video of me busting the whole shot, but I ran her in a little deep, and then a couple guys got under me. So I'm still I'm still running third. Then you get over there on the, uh, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was the second lap or uh-huh. I, know, I know it went the first lap. I went off, and, and uh, when you run across that ridge on the top when mm-hmm. you're heading north yeah heading north it had a left-hand sweeper and it was kind of, there was like stutter bumps on the inside and swoops out on the, on the outside but there had a little line running in between from but well the, the the little the unit stepped out hits one and lawn darts my ass over high sides me over the side and i'm skidding along on my ear <laughs> and i'm looking back i'm looking back and i see ward i see ward hit my bike and go well the bike comes up hits ward and yeah. it goes off yeah and so, uh, the hell, it made every fucking publication and how I ruined his national championship, but I can't make the publication for doing results. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that now. Yep, I remember that. Um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't get to show him. So, but was, what was, um, of, of those racing days, so, you know, like I say, I hooked up with, with Dick there in 85. So, in 86, I met Jack Yost at a race and I had a flat and he helped me fix it. Mm-hmm. And then, so, uh, 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 Jack, uh, came up to the house and we worked out a deal where he'd spin the wrenches for me and he, and, uh, bless his heart. He'd, uh, I, 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 I give him 20% of what I won. Sometimes I'd bonus him up if we, yeah. if we won big, but, uh, that's far. Uh, and he, he agreed to do that. And we, 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 we were successful for a number all the way up until I broke both of my feet in 93. You, and then you started racing in 86, like as a, like, you know, the, your first time, your crack at the series, let's say, you're pretty well, much well, I, I, you're pretty much a top twenty guy in '86. Well, I, I remember I remember uh, 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 flying to uh, Little Rock from my um, I guess it was my grandmother's funeral. That's what it was, and reading uh, I don't know what it was, but there was a publication I took with me on the flight, and it, and I could see the Kawasaki offered good contingency money. I said, so uh, in, in 86, I, I started riding nationals and got my first national number for 87, which yeah. was 35. Yep. And then, so in 87, I had some good results in the 500 class right. and earned national number earned national number 24 for the next year. Well, the Kauai paid good contingency in 86 and 87, but zero contingency in 88. Really? So they, it was, they pulled it. It was diff- wow. just yanked the plug. Wow. So it was difficult. It was di- difficult to chase the nationals then, uh, based. Yeah, on, on the yeah, <laughs> on the on, a, on, a on the purse yeah. money weren't strong enough to do that. But if I coupled it with Hennessy money, then it justified chasing. Sure, um, sure. So I did a few and got national number thirty-five again for eighty-nine. So eighty-nine, I hit the nationals and and uh, did good. And then uh, I got that motivational speech from Johnson, right? And uh, didn't care much about the five hundred <laughs> after that. Uh, and but in nineteen ninety, after that incident, you know, and. Ironically, the year before in '89, Storbeck uh, was. Everybody knows the story of Storbeck yeah. and Johnson there. Yep. And and so then I had that incident the next year with Ward. <laughs> and so uh, in June of '90, I did my I promoted my very first race. And I, I, uh, there was a uh, Darcy uh, and Dicky Dicky Clements and Darcy uh-huh. Brazil. Uh, they helped me with it, and so we were big deep promotions. And, and uh, so we started, we were in our first race there on June 3rd of 1990 at, at Oak Hill at, in Decatur, Texas. And I did it for in 90, 91, and 92. And then in 93, when I broke both of my feet, I had to give it up. Right. You, uh, and, and I, it's interesting to see the results. Uh, you were, 
you were good on five hundreds. Uh, obviously, sometimes you know in in these split series, the Yamaha guys and the Kawasaki guys wouldn't always race it. So you know it was a nice boon for guys like you. But the results you put in five hundreds were way. I mean, your all results are great. Your five hundred results stand out. Were you better on a five hundred? Did you feel better on the five hundred? Was there anything to that? Well, I would say some of the critics would say, "Well, Suzuki didn't have a bike, or, or yeah. Yamaha didn't have a bike, or." Uh, but um, it 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 worked well because I could I could start to I would start I would get good starts on the 500. Okay. Do third gear starts, mm-hmm. and you know there was no start devices. I mean, you actually had to, and and that just surprises the shit. I mean, the way guys start now, nowhere on the track do they ride with their feet in front of the foot pegs, but yet they start that way. Right. So, so uh, the. the uh, the irony of it is, is that you would have to put, you start with your shifting foot up so you could press off the peg and push your weight out over the bars mm-hmm. and get your, get your crotch up on the gas cap, basically, depending on how much traction there was. You had to vary it. You had to vary it accordingly, but I, I could get good starts. And, uh, uh, and even on the 250, I get good starts. Uh, but it, it, uh, and I got a ninth at the Supercross in Oklahoma City on the 250. So it wasn't all just the 500. Yeah. Stuff, but, yeah. Uh, but I did, you did that right. I did have some good, I got a, and actually that eighth overall in the, in the 500 national championship, the final round was at Millville and, and, uh, I got another good start right behind Ward going to the whoops and like a dumbass, I figure I'll, I'll, I'll pass his short sundays to these whoops and come out leading this. Well, um, as I'm flying backwards in the air, watching yeah. the pack come at me, <laughs> You're like, Wait. It, didn't, yeah. it didn't, it didn't work too well that way. So I dropped from. Uh, sixth overall, which I should have finished the eighth by four points. Oh yeah, because of that. Um, and a lot more motocross results and supercross results. I I don't know. Did you did you was it arena cross that kept you from supercross, or did you did you not make that many mains, but you lined up for a lot of supercrosses? Uh, what was the? Well, I, the main thing I would do is is Dallas and Houston because they were close. Yep. It didn't make sense to go chase nationals on the chance that on um, because only only twenty guys qualify for the main. Yeah. It was a thousand bucks for twentieth place, mm-hmm. ten dollars a spot. I got that tenth and earned eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that ninth and got eleven hundred ten dollars. Yeah. Right. And and, and uh, so it it, uh, it didn't make much sense to chase those. But you're right. If it if there uh, whereas on arena cross mm-hmm. it would it paid a thousand a man and there was four a weekend. Yeah. And if, if you won the cash dash, that was even uh, more more. Sure. Uh, so. Uh, Yes, it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out better. Than <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, I can stick around here. I don't got to drive across all across America chasing supercrosses. I can stay here and right. and make some good money. Um, right. Yeah, it was. And it, then too, and too, too, one of the things too that 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 has probably been not overlooked, but but it was just part of it that that was uh, no way around it. This production rule, because uh, you know the the uh, the. Right when I started trying to ride the pro stuff, that's when the uh, production rules started taking effect. So the bikes got better and better year over year after that as a result of production rule. But still, when I'd ride arena cross, it was production bikes against production bikes. But trying to compete against works bikes with production stuff in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in the mid to late 80s was, was a challenge. Yeah, for sure, right? No matter how uh, how good the bikes were. I know 80s. So, so, so when you move to 500s, that variable doesn't come into play because can't everybody ride a 500 to its full potential? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That, that 87 500 series, that was Stanton's breakout, Fisher, you, uh, Tommy Watts. There was uh, some real, real standouts in that 87 500 series. 
like as a guy growing up in Canada, which is myself, I, you know, I, I was like, oh, look, at, look at all these guys. They're crushing it. They're killing it, you know. So that was pretty cool for you guys. Yeah, and too, and I had, I mean, the, the camaraderie there with those guys was good, too. Yeah. Now, obviously, the, the, the contracted writers, they, they, they had their own clique. But as far as the, the guys you mentioned there, yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, Stanton on those YZs was uh, was quite impressive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Dennis Hawthorne. Uh, Fly Racing 2021 line. Bigger and deeper than ever before. The Formula Helmet got Rion technology. They've got the all-new light pant. The, and also, too, the Zone Pro goggle. Brayton's using them. The whole Muckoff Honda team using the Zone Pro goggle from Fly Racing. Please check those guys out if you can, if you need something from the folks at Fly Racing. Um, they've got it, for sure. And I also want to thank the folks at Renthal, Renthal.com. You probably used Renthal Hawthorne somewhere along the line, I'm sure. Uh, um, as an answer man for all those years. And, oh, uh, were of course they were, Damn it. They were Tucker uh, Rocky, right? There, yeah. was, there was a Luma Light, then Pro Taper. And then, of course, uh, um, Kawasaki always let the good times roll since we're advertising everybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, Renthal.com, more titles than all the other brands combined. Uh, please check those guys out. Motorsport, of course, motorsport.com on board. Maxis Tires uh, and also the folks at Koba Links as well. So please check them out. And uh, I want to thank all those sponsors on, on the show and, of course, the folks at Race Tech as well. Um, the arena cross series. So, did you now race, race? Race Tech did help me, and sorry to wreck oh. your presentation there on your with my, with those competing. competing no, that's, that's part of the fun. No problem. Um, did you? Uh, so, Mike Kidd, uh, the arena cross series. I feel like obviously, like you said, you're a five time champion of this thing, but I do feel like you know you just missed the glory years of arena cross with Budman and Denny and those guys who who really financially crushed it. I mean, they made really good money. Um, you were sort yeah. of the uh, the and, grandfather and of that thing, right? Well, exactly. And 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 Jack Yost uh, rents for me, also rents for Josh Demuth, and Josh was quite quite um quite good at the yeah. at the at the racing in the arena cross too. Yeah, and we yeah. had some stellar results professionally as well. Did uh, uh, I, I hate to be like I don't I don't want to be one of those guys that says, you know, the, uh, I walked uphill to school both ways, and and the racing was so much better back in the day, and all of that. But man. Those Mike Kid series, whether it's your day, uh, whether it's uh, Budman's day, Demuth's day, those things seem like a blast for a lot of guys, and uh, uh, it's a shame that we don't have something like that now. Well, it it it, it was a lot of fun, and then the the variables, and then then um, Josh had an unfair advantage with his two fifty against one twenty fives, and then of course the 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 big bumper would blast across those whoops quite easily too. Uh, but but uh, the uh, 125 and 250 had to be versatile, of course, mm -hmm. to get it done on, yep. on both, because there's a lot of stuff the 125 wouldn't jump, the 250 would, and and the, and so yeah, it, it was uh, it, and it, it, the, and the guys were hungry, so they had to had to get results if they wanted to eat. Yeah, and, and uh, but you're right as far as financially, um, uh, when when Buddy and Denny came in and there was teams paying, they mm -hmm. you know, salary from the team. And then, of course, the purse money was a little better, improved yep. a bit, of course. And then even with Josh, the money Josh made was quite impressive uh, based yeah. on what Jack was telling me anyway. Right, right. And and uh, so, uh, yeah, things have uh, improved uh, greatly. And uh, I, I sure enjoy uh, uh, the uh, Race Day Live stuff and the, and then, of course, being able to watch Peacock TV on the, and see it firsthand and 
it's it's uh, man, we got it made these days for sure, Steve. When we had to, you know, just, yeah, cycle news. Well, in, I was had to wait I, forever. Since I grew up in Canada. We got two races a year on TV. Oh, you had it worse. We got Carlsbad USGP and the Montreal Supercross, and that's the only thing we ever saw on TV. And if you subscribe to Cycle News, you wouldn't get them until three weeks after after they came out. So it was really bad up there. Yeah. Um, did you uh, so when you did Arena Cross for Mike? Were they all in Texas, or was it sort of a national series? Would they venture outside of Texas when, ever? When it, when, it start, when it started, when it first started, it was it was mainly Texas. Okay. And I think um, two years later, we started going to Lazy E up here in Oklahoma City, Guthrie rather, just north of Oklahoma City. And then another year later, we started went to San Francisco and Colorado. Oh, okay. Then it started. Then it started going west. And then when. Uh, I guess '93 when I when I broke both my feet. Indianapolis is where I broke both my feet at, and uh, that basically put it into my pro riding right then. And it was Arena Cross, um, Indy Arena Cross, or Indianapolis. Super- yeah, and with the Market Square Arena. In oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I was I was in the 125 class. Mike yep. Jones was leading. Right. I was I was chasing Jonesy and was determined to get him. Come over. There was lappers between the, on the left side. Come over the catapult jump, and there's a hay bale out there. And I I couldn't pull left, or I'd landed on the lapper that yeah, rolled. Right. Uh, and I, if I'd have jumped right, it wouldn't have worked either. Yeah. So I tried to bust the hay. I tried to bust the hay bale, and it fit so good between both wheels that it just stopped me cold. And the impact on the pegs broke both feet. Jeez. Yeah. And at this yeah. point, at this point, you're older too. You're like, I just can't keep doing this. <laughs> age thirty. Age thirty at that point. I was yeah. like, man, my god. Yeah. And two, no health insurance, so that didn't help matters none either. No, 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 really, right? And then, oh. too, the, back then, Steve, you, you, to, to buy health insurance then, if if I held a professional license as a racer, I could not buy insurance. Oh, really? They just were like, forget it? it, it well, it's just if, you, if you're a pilot or a professional racer, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if you wanted to just live to pay the insurance company, I guess you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rates were so high, you couldn't, it was basically just told you you couldn't buy it. Right. Wow. Um. Yeah, so okay, we know Arena Cross is gnarly, right? Uh, but we all heard the stories, the takeouts, and the fights. And what was your gnarliest story from from Arena Cross, where, where it involved you either taking somebody out or getting taken out, or or did you end up <laughs> brawling on the pits? I mean, what you I, have to have I, a few I think, of these. I think the one that 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 makes me that that I have, that I enjoy the most was uh, the '94. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. This was the year after I broke my feet. I'm trying yeah. to come back and make at least make the podium. Yep. So it was a race in, I don't know if it was Wichita, Kansas, or Topeka. It was a race in Kansas, arena crossing Kansas. At this point, Jack Yost is wrenching for Grace and Goodman. Okay. And and, and uh, McGrath is, became friends with Goodman. Goodman right. had Goodman Homes out of Plano, and he even had Savitsky building the track out on his property that his dad owned. And and my my God, there were some doubles there where they were just insane, Steve. Right. <laughs> the, the leaps that he had on that place. But it, anyway, so Goodman was uh, the the guy. So um, I whole shot the 125 race, and I'm leading it. And here comes that little prick up the inside and cleans me cleans me out before the count. Yeah. Okay. So that's that little summit. So I get up and I ride like hell, try to catch him. I hop back up to fourth, mm-hmm. one step off the box again. So I see him at, and so you come by the finish line, you do the left hand sweeper and then it starts to whoops. So he stopped on the first whoop with his hands in there. I'm a hero. So I come over there and rammed him and almost knocked him over and called him a pile of fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and then, so I'm rolling through the whoops and then I hear him coming. And he's on my left side. So as soon as he gets beside me, I slap his front brake and over the bars, the little prick goes. <laughs> it just, just goes launching out across there. And, oh, and, man. And, 
it, it, it was just so funny. And then, so I, I just kept on easing off there and then he hops up and is running after me and Mike Lambert grabs him and Mike Lambert, you know, he's, he's still involved with some young guys trying to learn him on the ring across the ways. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's, he's, he's out of Arkansas. He's a cool guy. Anyway, he grabs Jason and told him, uh, that he, uh, he, or Grayson, Grayson rather, yeah. tells him he might want to snap at it. Might want to rethink that. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're over two right now, buddy. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so, so obviously, yeah, you know, that, that one always, uh, is, is, uh, yeah. uh, that one always sticks out in my mind. And then as far as, um, um, you know, there's just so much crazy, you know, your, your, your boy rollerball Peterson, like uh, bike kid, Mike always would try to bring somebody in to yeah. upset me, to upset me. And, and, uh, Ross, uh, was a good rider. Oh yeah. Uh, Ross was a little, never, not scared never, to rough it up. We never, but... we never took out it. We never took each other out. I guess there was a mutual respect there. So uh-huh. that never happened. Right. And then I think, uh, Rodney Smith was at one in Colorado. He cleaned me out once. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever got even with him. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> There's, there, but typically, you know, if, 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 you know, I would try to pass guys clean. If yeah. they would block, then that's an invitation to park their ass. Yeah, yeah. If they would block, how, depending on how aggressively they block, if they block aggressively, then that was an invitation to put them on their ear. Right. And, and, uh, uh so, uh, I know Hornshell and I had some knockdown drag ass. Clay, Clay Hornshell, he yeah. was, I heard, he was uh, I heard, uh, from back in the day that, you know, if you got into it on the track, You'd have to go see Mike, kid. Somebody would say, "Hey, Mike wants to see you." Or Mike would come into your pit or whatever, and he'd like look at you and he'd be like, "You know, uh, that's you know, you can't, we can't be doing that. That's that's really bad." Uh, yeah. You know, and then he'd We're be like, to "Be professional." Yeah, and, and then he'd be uh, out there fighting. Yeah, and then he'd be like, "Good, good job, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he he never he never really had to, had to reprimand me in that regard. Right, right. So, they they uh, but um. Um, I, you know, without Mike, I, I couldn't have kept going as long as I did. You know, yeah. because there was uh, the money during the winter months was quite helpful. Yeah, I uh, and, in and, nineteen uh, in nineteen ninety seven was my first year on the national or second year on the nationals, and I was working for a team green guy and I or Ty Birdwell he rode Cowies and uh, I, I got I got to know Brad Woosley pretty good, and all right, and Woosley was telling me I don't know he raced you somewhere. Were you racing in ninety seven? Or maybe it was ninety six. Yeah, well, yeah. Ninety five, probably ninety five at Lazy E. Okay, he he was like an up and coming kid, and he was he's like, dude, Hawthorne, you know, just took us all to school or something. And I'm like, Dennis Hawthorne. I'm like, how old is he? And Wolves is like, dude, it doesn't matter. He he can ride a ring across. Like he's fast. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about how old Dennis Hawthorne is. Uh, I forget. We were all like, yeah. you you got beat by Dennis Hawthorne? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like however it went, I don't remember. But you were still pretty fast. Yeah, it, it yeah. was always it was always fun uh, uh, putting the kids in their place and right. what what um, and and you know I was heavy and I was about 175, uh, but I was fit. And, and uh, so for the 125, I, it's amazing the results I could put in on a 125. I get some unexpected rise out of a 125 from, from my lard ass, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the, the, I always had fun on the 125. Yeah. And, and uh, Lucky, Lucky did a good job making that thing breathe the way she did. Uh, so and, and the Cowies weren't always the fastest bikes, but he did a good job making them work. Right, right. No, that's good. No, it's uh, it's super, super cool career when you when you look back at your results and all the things you've had to do and the people you've run across and and you got to be got to be feeling pretty fortunate for it. Is there uh, is there one ride in the nationals or, or supercross that stands out for you? I mean, I know you got sixth in at, at Troy, Ohio. You got fifth at Lake Sugar Tree, but was there one that you just really liked it? 
Well, I appreciate those comments, Steve. But I think Axton Virginia, that fifth, yep. was probably probably one of one of my uh, my uh, one of my best rides. Yep. I really should have uh, fought a little harder because I ran third most of the moto, and Tishner and Dubok, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, came by me at the end of it. Uh, with two laps to go, oh, okay. and I just didn't, yep. didn't fight them hard. I was content with the top five and didn't fight them hard enough. That was the only disappoint, disappointing thing out of a great result. So that was probably one of that was my best result, right there. And the second moto, I, 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 I went, I came from uh, outside the top ten up to that. Oh, nice. That yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was good. And then two, um, I rode. I guess it was eighty-eight. Uh, let's see, no. Maybe it was it. I rode a USGP at Unadilla. It, it was the year that Omara signed his tank and gave it to Hannah. Uh, 87. Yeah. 87. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, I think it might have. Okay. I don't know if it, it was that one or the next one. Because I know that they gave me national number 35 for Unadilla. And okay. it was ironic because I didn't have that number. They gave me the number 35 to use at Unadilla, mm-hmm. and so it was the one I had the year before, so it, it had to be 88. Okay. No, it, maybe it was 80. 80. What number was it? I was, tw- I was 24 and 80. I was 35 and 87. I was 24 and 88, and I was 35 again in 89. And then after 89, I became thir- – that was number 32. Okay. Uh, but at any rate, uh, I, got a tw- I got a 12th and held off Johnny. So it wasn't that year. It was the year before then, okay. or the year after because I did hold off Johnny for 12th. Johnny O. Uh, and don't you think that uh, Joe Shimoda could, should be Joe Show Shimoda? Joe Show Shimoda? Since Johnny's training him, he, right. he might as well let him have Joe Show now. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. So at, at any rate, so that, that Unadilla ride was, was fun uh, for a 12th. I did score some GP points that day, so I, I can't say I did that. Not uh, not not near as many as uh, Chad Parker, I call him, because he was Chad then in the 86 we went to nationals together in 86 before he went to europe 87 no it was 87 we went to some nationals maybe 86 or 87 somewhere there um, i think 86 what uh did you ever get to go to gps in europe or race any off-season stuff like no, all, all over all. Place? No? no but but what as a result of uh of i think 89 when i went to uh, uh san francisco the cow palace of san yep. francisco i I won. I swept everything. Won all the main events in both cash dashes, and there was a guy there, Phil Christensen, that owns the spokes spokes promotions out of Australia. Okay. Anyway, he, I got to go to Australia and New Zealand and race uh, the Pan Pacific Series. I think it was called, in in uh, ninety ninety one and ninety two. Oh, that's cool. So you would have been racing against Eddie Warren then. Yeah, yeah. Eddie, Eddie Warren was the guy in Craig Dack. Yeah. The Dack attack. Yeah, the Dack attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, so, and then, of course, the only other, I went to Aix-le-Bain, France, and I got to race there. It was a Supercross-style deal. Okay. And and uh, that was, um, uh, shit, I don't even remember what it was, but uh, I know Brock Glover was still riding then because he was there, and Factory Phil Lawrence was there, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was so funny, Phil trying to order order pasta at a French restaurant, and he starts hollering, pasta! <laughs> and Brock says, but says Phil, she's not deaf. She doesn't understand what you're saying. <laughs> that sounds like something Factory Phil would do. Yeah, she's yeah. not deaf, dude. She just doesn't understand English. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. So, yeah. Then, um, so, and then um, uh, Monterey, Mexico. Been down there a couple times. Uh, Carta Blanca uh, sponsored a series between San Antonio 
and uh, and uh, Monterey. Monterey's where their brewery was, and had some, had had some good times doing that too. Um, and Pedro, yeah. Pedro, and, and Jack was so nervous because I stuffed Pedro for the win. Oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and he, he thought we were gonna get he thought yeah. we were gonna get lynched. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, hey, let let, let Pedro win here. Um, do you have uh, anything memorabilia stuff from your racing career? Do you have much? Do you keep it? I know you said you moved a bunch, uh, but not a whole lot. My no. son did a cool thing uh, with you know how they hand out the mandate for racing number plates. Yeah. Uh, the, he had he had plates made for me, eighty six through ninety plates. I got them hung up on the wall here. Oh, cool! Uh, and then, uh, but to commemorate those, because uh, um, I think um, I put a lot of my stuff. Sammy White's Kawasaki City was a big sponsor of mine, so I put a lot of stuff in his store, and it got damaged. Oh, okay. And, and so I lost all that. Yeah. Uh, but no, as far as uh, um, anything stand out from the from the day not a not a whole lot to answer your question i i, I do got this thing hanging on my wall that was the legends and heroes deal that i got oh you got one of those yeah yeah a couple of years ago so that was oh, cool oh that is cool yeah that's nice to see those guys do that right every now and then so oh yeah um, yeah that was nice well any regrets anything you should have done did you turn did you turn something down did you did you have a ride from suzuki at some point you said no i'm gonna be kawasaki lifer uh, any any regrets no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I was I was comfortable with uh, what I had with Cowie, and then, uh, you know, which I which which parlayed that into a gig with them. I mean, when uh, they actually called Jack Yost first to be the technician, oh, okay, uh, to, to to and he he directed them my way. Oh, and 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 uh, so uh, I got the gig, and then it wasn't just prepping bikes for Ty. I still had to go do events. Uh, and help the help all the riders that rode green bikes, and I, we'd help other brands too. So that was the what Team Green Technicians did then was that anybody that needed help, yeah, help them, right, right. change a tube, change a spark plug, or or rebuild the crank or whatever, uh, not you know replace it, you know, rebuild it, but, you yeah, know, yeah, put doing. a new one in, sure. So, um, so it, it's weird to see a racer though as good as yourself have those kind of mechanical skills, right? I mean that's awesome. Well, I mean, I, I grew up working on my own stuff at a young age, and, and uh, so so the, I, those were uh, skills built by necessity, uh, and and uh, so uh, yeah, it it it, it was um, it was cool that it worked out that way for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, uh, but no, I don't think I have uh, much, any regrets about it. I mean, uh, the um, um, I'm I'm a I guess I'm lo- loyal to a fault, I suppose. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I've been, uh, like I say, 25 years uh, with them. It's, yeah. a, it's a good, good company to work for. I'm, uh, I'm proud to be a part of Kawasaki Motors. No, you got to go 41 years back to 84. That's what you got to do. 41 <laughs> well, if years. Only I got, yeah. See, I don't get the time as a team green rider. Ah, just, it doesn't you know, matter. Like, listen, we all, we, <laughs> listen, I saw you race. Flu. I saw you race as a kid and you were on Cowie. And so I, I, where, you're where associated... did you see me race at, Steve? Well, on video, on on uh, I have on video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Not, nothing live. You know, what, no, that's the, reg- the regrets I have. They don't have much documentation of my, of my days racing. Right, right. Uh, there, there, there's just no, uh, um, the, you know, there, it's all filmed, and there's no, no nothing digital at that time, and so so you know, if if, if you didn't have it handed to you, you just don't have it. Yeah, yeah, really, right. Um, yeah. No, it's cool, man. You got you got to be stoked with with those results. I uh, very very proud of those, and and. Uh, you know, it's funny, like, you almost think to yourself, and again, you said no regrets, you needed the arena cost stuff to make the money, and, you you know, you made good money and all that. 
Uh, but you almost wonder, like, what if you had chased the Supercross stuff too? Like, just or, or, or got rid of the Arena Cross stuff and chased the Supercross because you made well, a lot of mains, you know? The, so. yeah, yeah, but realistically, I kind of came into it late, age-wise. Yeah. And I ne- never, because the 125 class was starting when I started, when I started chasing it, the 125 class was starting. So it was yep. too heavy to do 125 and Supercross, so I focused on the 250s. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you know, was a buzzsaw. Right. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you, you know, that, that uh, is is uh, is is what the the variance was yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, no, I so get it. I, yeah. I was I was just in a little late. So, no, it. it uh, I don't think I have any uh, any uh, any regrets about it at all. You know, the. Uh, um, you know, when when uh, I'd also go chase uh, events over in Georgia, they oh, pay okay. five thousand. Some 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 would pay a five thousand dollar purse. Some would pay a ten thousand dollar purse, and then uh, then that was going good until these young kids, like Ezra Lusk and Tishner, and, like, <laughs> yeah. and Turpin, those, those Turpin, Tishner, yeah, yeah. And Turpin, Turpin as well. Keith Turpin, yeah, he was over there too. Yeah, so so that that was uh, uh, stuff I, I chased too. The, the Arkansas stuff and then Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and two when when they would, and I and I kept the uh, Burns Park deal going in, in Little Rock so uh, they, they did they did the uh, um, Labor Day race and then mm-hmm. they started doing a Memorial a Memorial Day race in which as you know um, the um, Mount Morris race was yeah. always more, yeah, Memorial, Memorial yeah. was always Memorial Day weekend right and uh, and so uh, I'd go ride the national at. Uh, and then drive all night and mm-hmm. ride the Monday race, the Monday race at Burns Park. Okay. And 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 uh, and, and uh, usually cha-ching uh, that one. Did you and, uh, did you ever uh, like when 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 Wardy and Lachine are on the road with uh, Tom Morgan or, or whoever their mechanics are? And did they ever ride in Texas? Did you ever take them anywhere? Did you ever hang no, out with I, them? I, I no no they, not really no, no they no. they uh, they weren't too keen on on uh, on uh, hanging out with a lonely privateer. <laughs> Because some of those uh, guys, some of those guys hung out back east at times, or you know whatever to, yeah, to go ride. And, yeah, and yeah. too, I, I was I was a bit bashful back then too, and right. starstruck with those guys. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know, as far as it, and and I still, I guess one of the regret I have to this day is not uh, welcoming John Michelle Bell when I when I had the opportunity to when he was in Las Vegas, uh, and, and I, I still regret not saying talking to him or saying hi to him and yeah and, and just too damn bashful and and uh too damn uh starstruck right so, right yeah yeah so there there's um um you know that's that's probably the only right. uh, thing um, that, that why do you think and i don't know the answer to this I've, I've wondered this a few times and for all the advantages that texas has the weather and the land and and, and all the races and tracks and everything else for so long but there's never been like just a a killer, you know, multi-time champion from Texas in our sport. It's the strangest thing. I mean, Blake Wharton and Steve Wise and Storbeck, uh, yourself. I mean, there's always been good Texas riders, but we've never had like just the baddest ass ever dude from Texas. It's it's a little mystifying to me. Kind of weird. Well, well, it is, and 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 um, I guess the same could be said about Canada. No, I'm no, sorry. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, you want to start talking about rollerball? I had, I, had I had to go there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, right. Dominate his area, but then come here and not be so dominant. Listen, he's, he's got, hey, Texas. Hawthorne Rollerball got three podiums in AMA Motocross Nationals. Three. He's a bad man. So and, and, I just uh, want to point know, that out. He's, he's a bad man. No doubt about um, it. But you know what and I mean? Did, like did I, John Sebastian Roy. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. The, <laughs> he, uh, he was good at it. Yeah, too. he was. But and, hey, and then I had some good times with old Carl Valancourt down there at the, at the Florida Winter Series. Too, oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those yeah. guys were pretty good. Those are probably number one, two, and three all-time Canadian racers, if you want to rank them. Probably Rollerball, JSR, and Carl, top three. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean about Texas? Like, I don't know why. It seems I do weird. Know, I do yeah. know what you mean. There's yeah. no there's no way to explain it other yeah. than I, I would think that, that maybe there there's uh, ways to, to sustain uh, yourself – as the a Texan, a yeah, champion yeah. of Texas, yep, yeah, which I, I've, I've I've won numerous Texas state championship sure. uh, championships as well, uh, so there were there was plenty to do in Texas other uh, than go uh, uh, chase stuff across the nation. Yeah, and too. Yeah, uh, one thing that was frustrating for me is not getting any coverage in it, not alone just in Texas. And then basically when when uh, we did get some uh, when Cat Span started uh, TexMX. Uh, it was in it was in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. and so that was at the point. At that point, I was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then got my gig with Team Green. It's uh, yeah, it's just uh, one of those things that's kind of always struck me. Is I mean, Storbeck was a great amateur. He was fantastic amateur, and and you know had a factory ride with Yamaha. Um, yeah. And Wharton won some Supercrosses, you know, but never in the Premier class. And certainly, like you know, with yourself and other guys, there's been some great finishes. Uh, but maybe you can claim Howerton. I mean, he's not born in Texas, but he was down there for a long time. Well, yeah, he he was a champion, but if he, you're you're talking about in the later years where guys had ample opportunity. Yep. And then and then, uh, well, I guess Extreme Team Green was based out of Texas, and Villapoto came to that program. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bobby Hewitt, old Bobby. Um, yeah. Well, Dennis, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, good stuff. Good stories. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for for doing it, and uh, good luck with everything at Kawasaki. And uh, I'm really bummed out that I thought you'd have like just so many parts, and I'd be able to just like rummage through all of your parts. But I, I, that's the biggest disappointment I, I wish, of this podcast. <laughs> I, I wish I wish that were the case. I'm envious of those guys that are able to do that. But, yeah, uh, not the case here. Yeah, but I do appreciate your kind words, Steve, and, and uh, all you do for the sport, man. You're, you just keep on rocking and sucking. You're knocking it out of the park. Well, thanks very much, Dennis. I appreciate it. And maybe we'll see you. Are you going to Dallas? Are you going to those rounds? I will make uh, the final Saturday's race and perhaps the Tuesday's, but okay. the final Saturday's race I will. Well, but it's my understanding as far as uh, being able to socialize, that's kind yeah, of uh, I know. taboo these days. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, but uh, it definitely takes the fun out of Supercross. I, yeah. Yeah, the, the good part, though, is you can watch what you want to watch versus watching what the TV shows you. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, well, thanks again, Dennis. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you in Texas, and uh, thanks for the time. Right on, Steve. Appreciate you. And now on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, he is six-time AMA Supercross and Motocross champion and uh, really, really, truly one of the great guys of the sport. Uh, talking about his new venture out there, it's uh, Jeff Stanton. What's up, Jeff? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, pushing through winter, pushing through, jeez, uh, our, our society anymore. I, yep. mean, I don't know if we'll ever see a new normal, but uh, just pushing through and uh, yeah, I got another project going that I'm super pumped about. Um, Jeff Stanton Adventures for for uh, 2021. Yeah, it's 
It's going to be exciting. All, all inclusive adventure tours led by you, Jeff Stanton Adventures. Go check it out on the web. Uh, customized riding tours of any skill level. Uh, you got Triumph on board with you as well. Uh, these are ride tours, Upper and Lower Michigan. You can kind of pick your time that you want to go for. And uh, and I, I'll tell you what, I did a Parts Unlimited ride in the in the UP years ago, and it was awesome. It was beautiful, great country. Yeah, and really that to, to me that's what that's what it's all about is showcasing showcasing what Michigan has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fall, we're super beautiful here. Yep. And uh, so, so I, that's what that's what I'm pushing for is the fall. I, I'm doing it in the month of May as well, mm-hmm. just to get my feet wet. And uh, really going to showcase August, September, and October um, in the fall, all in the fall colors, the beauty of Lake Michigan, and all our lakes and rivers and streams. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, Triumph's been great. Uh, we're riding Tiger 900 um, adventure bikes mm-hmm. um, that are super, super fun to ride. Uh, I've had one for six, eight months now, and they're just a blast to ride. So whether we want to believe it or not, um, the motorcycle industry is re- really being taken over by adventure riding. Yeah, it's you big. Know, the, yep, yep. It's, it's big. It really is. It's big. You know, we're, we're moto heads and, you know, super, you know, outdoor guys and, you know, we're, we're surrounded by that, but really, if you really follow it, the adventure riding is just really taking a stronghold because listen, it's that 50, 60 year old man that used to race, still wants to ride, mm-hmm. but doesn't want to go ride a four feet on a track and just wants to go ride and, and have some adventure riding. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun project. It's really, really cool. And then of course, you know, you lay everything out and, and, you know, you have stops along the way and it, like you said it's really cool country up there um is this is this born from like a you took a couple trips sometime and thought it was amazing uh how is this kind of idea born to you actually it's been something that i've wanted to do for four or five years okay and really it's just really been getting the manufacturer to back me mm-hmm. um and so i actually got a call from triumph they're like hey uh i hear you would like to do an adventure business i'm like yeah, yeah. i actually would um, and so, uh, once I got, once I got the backing from them, uh, it's just been full speed ahead, uh, just because, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in Northern Michigan riding. And so I just know what there is to offer there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we're going to showcase Triumph 900 adventure bikes, sell product for them, showcase Michigan and come and hang out with me and ride three, five days lie to each other tell stories sit around the campfire and uh and just just enjoy your time yeah so the other thing is i'm doing them small i'm only doing five four to five guys i want it i want it i want them to believe in me dude that was the best that was the best time we ever had you know i I want to chase tangents around the woods. I want them to leave going, man, that was a, that was a personal tour of Jeff Stanton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. JeffStantonAdventures.com. I would just pepper you with JMB and Bradshaw questions nonstop. <laughs> that, would, that would be me, just nonstop. Yeah, that, so. no, I mean, and that's, and that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I expect. And, and, you know, that's why that, that 50, 65-year-old man that's, you know, going to come do this or, yep. or, or lady, you know, I'm, 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 catering to, I'm catering to all kinds. So we're catering to just we're we're catering to everything, not just mm-hmm. riding. There's that 50, 60 year old man that wants to ride. He wants to ride three days, five days, go 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 ride. You know, let's ride, ride, ride. Yeah. But I also feel that there's that guy that doesn't want to ride for three days, let alone five days. Mm-hmm. And so that's what got me into doing the fishing charter on Lake Michigan and the river charters and and doing something different in one of them days. And so you sit down in front of the computer, you pick your dream vacation if you want to ride one day. Yep. 
to Lake, go to Lake Michigan on a fishing charter one day. It doesn't cost you any more. It's part of the package. Let's go do it. You know, oh, I, that's I cool. Wanna, I I want to do what you want to do, and so yeah, um, that that's that's the whole reason for having having that menu, you know, per se. Um, that, that's that's in front of you there. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, so it's not just a hardcore bike trap unless you want it to be, right? Um, yeah, and there's, exactly. Yeah, if, and there's guys. Listen, I mean, I'm on the phone all the time. There's guys. I'm like, well, I ride to just San Juan. Let's ride, 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 yeah. ride, ride, ride. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I got people calling saying, hey, I don't know, I I want to ride, but I also want to sleep on the trail. I, I I'm a I'm an adventure guy. We're gonna we're gonna sleep in the tent on the side of the trail. I'm like, Whoa, now wait a minute here. <laughs> wait a yeah, minute here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure that I'm into that, but hey, if that's what you want to do, I'm all in. I'll sleep on the trail with you. you oh, know, that's for, awesome. For a couple of days. Right, right. And so, um, so, yeah, we're seeing all kinds in it. And, what, and what's been the response? It, uh, what's been the response for it so far? Good? Um, it's, it's going super good. So the month of May is pretty much full already. Um, we're going to do a big media push um, the first week of May. I got a bunch of media guys coming. Okay. And uh, so it'll really get out. It'll really get out there, you know, in the June and July yeah. magazine stuff. So, yeah, it's just a matter of time before it just really takes off. Uh, and and honestly, my, my personal opinion is until the borders get opened up and, uh, um, you know the European the European mm-hmm. group can travel. Yeah, I really feel that seventy percent of my business will come from from Europe and UK. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And and you know again, Upper Michigan and Michigan in general, just beautiful in the fall, man. I we had yeah. those Redbud races yeah. uh, in whatever year. I think was it was it, was it end of August? When did we go to Redbud this year? It was pushed back. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, it was pushed back. Yeah. I was telling Tim, I'm like, this is amazing. This weather, this track, these leaves, this is amazing. Like I just yeah. I loved it. I thought it was just amazing. So it was great. Um, cool. Three day, five day uh, tours you can pick, and UP, El, Lower Peninsula, Upper Peninsula, whatever it is. Um, and are you gonna? You're not gonna take off on these people, right? Six time. You're gonna like ride with them? No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're gonna we're just gonna ride at their ability and have fun right. and and just enjoy 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 the whole time. That's I mean that's what it's about. Hey, I'm 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 over blasting through the tra- trails at Mach One. I'm, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for adventure riding. I'm ready right. for cruising around cruising around the back roads and the trails and enjoying my time. You know. Although I'm sure your cruising is slightly different than some people that are going to take this tour is cruising. <laughs> but you know, well, hey, and whatever. That, you know, some some people say that you know they've shied away. Well, I don't know if I can hang with you. Dude, I, yeah. it, it ain't about going. It right. ain't about going 30, 40, 50 mile an hour. It's about it's about me adapting to your ability. Yeah, uh, absolutely. No, I, 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 uh, I get it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really fun. Um, that's good. I'm, and I'm glad you got good response from it. That's cool. That's really good. Uh, you know, you just, you're kind of yeah. low key starting it off a little bit, but I'm glad people are into it. That's great. So. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, uh, the sponsors have been super, super great. Uh, everybody that's on board. So mm-hmm. yeah, so basically everybody will fly into Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'll pick them up in a new Sprinter van. And uh, they'll, yep. they'll be 100% catered, bikes, lodging, all their meals, and, and everything. It'll, it, it's just going to be a fun project. Uh, let's talk a little bit different stuff, a little bit racing, a little bit of stuff. Uh, so obviously it's February when we're doing this in Michigan. But when you go riding dirt bikes now, do you do you ride, do you do hair scramble stuff? Do you moto? Do you grab a four-stroke? Do you grab a two-stroke? Like what, what, what do you ride for fun? 
What do you want to rock? Um, I've got a garage full of everything. Yeah. Obviously, your garage full of red bikes. Um, my favorite bike to ride is a four-stroke 250. Okay. Yeah. Just just because the four-stroke 450s, dude, you just gotta you gotta be spot on your game to go fast mm-hmm. and to ride them to their ability. You gotta be spot on your game, and I'm I'm over that phase of my life. I want to yep. ride and have fun and uh, enjoy myself and not be totally sketch all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Do you feel so, okay? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Do go you ahead. feel like uh, look? I, I don't know how old you are now, six time, but um, I'm, I'm fifty fifty two. I'll be fifty three in June. Okay, so obviously you're not six time Jeff Stanton anymore. But I I've told the story a bunch of times. In O two, we go to your place, Nick Way and I. I'm working for him. JT Jason Thomas is there. You're we're motoring down, and you're almost as fast as Nick. Uh, this is seven years after you retired, okay? Uh, you're almost as fast yeah. as Nick Way at this point. Uh, maybe even better, because it was your home track. Um, now, <laughs> that was a while ago, but you still hauled ass. So, at this point, yeah. at this age, do you feel like not as sharp? Do you do you get frustrated by that? How do you feel when you ride? No, I, I yeah, obviously I don't feel as sharp, because I'm not doing it you yep. know, three days a week. Right. But as long as as long as I do it once, twice a week, yep. um, yeah, no, I, I still feel still feel as 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 good as ever. Okay. Um, my my brain says yep. I'm a little sharper than my ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just like the moto fight thing that we right. did. God, we had a bla- we had a blast with that. Um, you know, all those guys have been retired forever. As yep. long as you keep in tune, as long as you keep in tune with it a little bit, mm-hmm. bit and uh, you know, keep the ability up, it, yep. it's all good. So, so yeah, no, I enjoy riding. Um, I just, I do a lot of vintage stuff now. Right. Uh, I'll just slow down to that pace a little bit, but um, it's it's hard to slow down. It so, is. It's hard to it's hard to, it's hard to train your brain to slow down. Because well, your 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 throttle hand just wants to go go go. So yeah. that's the hard part. Well, dude, you know what to do in your brain. Like like you said, you know how to do yeah. it. Uh, um, yeah, and, you you've yeah. Tra- you've trained your brain to to perform for years. Yeah, and so now to retrain that brain to hey back off to the ability of your body. Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. So you do get a bit frustrated. You sometimes. <laughs> No, I don't get frustrated. No, you're good. No, no not at all. Okay. No, I'm good. Yeah. You know, we I, we we race at a local racetrack over here every th- every third week, and uh, I'll take a couple of vintage bikes, take a couple of modern bikes, mm-hmm. you know, race four or five, six motos, and you know, go out and spank everybody in the fifty plus, forty plus, yeah, ride ride some vintage classes. No, it's all fun. Nice. We got a good group of guys. Good group of guys we ride with, and as long as you keep it fun, and my son enjoys it, so we go do it. We go do it. It's nice. all good. I, uh, I'm building a 1991 CR500, my old bike. I found it on Reddit, uh, my old bike I used to race. So I'm redoing wow. it. I'm building it up, and I'm putting number two, black on there yellow. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. that that is just the, that's that era for me is you that, on that 500, it. right? That's it. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I, I probably should should I ditch the PC silencer because that thing hit pretty hard if I remember right with that pro circuit <laughs> silencer on it. <laughs> you could ditch the pipe. Can silencer and just go with that big old long cannon that used to stick off the back of it. <laughs> I know, really, right? Absolutely. Um, hey, uh, Justin Barsha, a guy you worked with closely, and I'm sure you still talk to him uh, on Gas Gas. Uh, what's your thoughts on his yeah. season? He got a win. He's got some podiums. I'm I'm super pumped. Um, was bummed what happened here a couple of weeks couple of weeks ago with yep. the last lap there, but uh, I know I'm super pumped for him. He's in a great spot. Um, you know, with Troy. 
new gas gas deal and he's happy that's you know yeah i i try to try to connect with him every week he's happy he's happy he's mm-hmm. in shape happily happily married and just no i'm i'm super pumped for him i really am so um at this point winning winning may be a little bit of a stretch yeah it had to have some luck but gosh he's just been solid um you know week in and week out yeah so yeah. Um, I really think, yeah, Amber has really helped him out a lot off the track, on the track, oh, a- all of that. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And he, he, he'll, he'll tell you that. Right. So, <laughs> no, that's what I say. He's ha- happily, happily married. Yeah. And, uh, uh, she's she's been good for him and uh you know being in california kind of away from all the hoopla in florida georgia yep. no he's, he's he's solid i'm I'm super happy i wonder if you can relate to kind of what's like so eli tomac you know he didn't have a great outdoors last year he finally got that supercross title but didn't have a great outdoors uh, but he was a new father and this series was was delayed and so we kind of all of us experts quote unquote jeff uh we kind of yep. wrote it off to like ah whatever you know what i mean um But here we are. We're halfway through the series, just about. He's got one win. He's over. He's 30 points down. Like, I don't like his chances to repeat. He he hasn't looked Eli Tomac at all, even in the race that he won. Um, Yeah. And he doesn't talk much, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, Real tight secrecy over there. But a little bit maybe burnt out? A little bit like it's he put the nose to the grindstone for a long time. You know? I mean, without really knowing what's going on, I I could... You know, I could see that. Yeah, no, I, I just, I just talked to somebody about that. I think that uh, uh, changing of the guard, uh, new baby, um, burnout. Yep. Uh, you know, he's he's put a lot into it. So yeah, I think it's multiple. I think it's you know m- multiple things for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, um, I mean, you were kind of there. You were there in like '94. Absolutely. You know? yeah. all, all of all of us, all of us have been there at one one time or another. So. I think, uh, I think, yeah, just just the mul- multiples of everything. You know, when you have, I mean, I didn't have kids in race, but uh, right. you have kids that, that changes your life, and so he doesn't want to be gone as much, and uh, you know, spending more time at home. I saw him, somebody posted a picture of him riding in the snow. They're like, he's he never going to win a Supercross riding outdoor in the snow at home. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, want, he, he wants to be at home. I, I get it. He's yeah. Have, having, a new, having a new baby, for sure. Yeah. I don't think people, fans, understand to be on your level that you were at, or Eli's level, how much you're all in for how, you know, how hard that is. Oh, absolutely. No, yep. no nobody nobody gets it. No. Nope. I mean, it's a little different now. I raced a lot more races back in the day, but right. when you race, when you race forty races a year, forty-five races a year or more, you you have to be all in training-wise, fitness-wise, mental attitude. And then the biggest thing is the travel. Travel gets old. Man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yo, know, I yeah, I don't even got to race on the weekends. How how you did all those off-season races? I mean, obviously they paid great money, but good God, your guys' schedule. Yeah, Just, yeah, know. that's that. That's the only reason I did it. I made more money over there doing all those invitational races than I did in the states. So, right. You know, you make hay when the sun shines. You have to do it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. Well, cool, man. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Jeff Stanton Adventures. Uh. Again, uh, you can pick your bike. You can pick your or pick your travel. I mean, pick your uh, how long you want to go for and all of that. So it's uh, it's awesome. Uh. Good luck with everything, man. And I'm sure you, if everybody takes it. They're going to have a blast. They're going to just have a yeah, blast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for giving us a shout. And uh, we look look forward to seeing everybody at some point again. Sounds good, Jeff. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go on.